You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, episode 16. Welcome, friend. If you're listening to this episode when it originally airs, I am currently celebrating my birthday week soaking up some sun and sand while socially distancing at the beach. Two things that I love, my birthday and the beach. As you're listening to this, I most definitely have my nose in a book and my toes in the sand. Normally, my last episode each month is a life update, conversations over coffee episode. But this month, I thought that it would be fun to celebrate my birthday with an Ask Amanda Anything episode. I've been gathering questions from y'all over on Instagram and in emails, and today I'm answering 11 questions that were sent in, including one that my husband submitted that pits two of my favorite foods against each other. There's a fun mix of business and personal in here, so I hope that you enjoy. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey friends, so before we dive into this episode, I just want to take a moment to make sure that you're aware of this resource that I've created for you. So content creation, it's a lot of work, right? First, you've got to decide what to post about, then you've got to outline it. Next comes your rough draft, then your edits, and a second edit, and then more edits, and then you finally got your final draft. But then you still have to format it, create and choose the graphics and images you're going to use, and then finally you can schedule it. But that doesn't even include any of the work you have to do once it's out there for the world. It's exhausting, right? Now, you already know that I am all about using batching to speed this process up. But I kept hearing from y'all that the actual creation process also just takes a really long time for you. So I created a free audio training for you. Eight tips for faster content creation. This training is all about the actual writing process and how you can speed that along. And as always, it's really quick to listen to, learn from, and implement. If you're ready to speed up your content creation process, head on over to amandawarfield.com forward slash resources. Again, that's amandawarfield.com forward slash resources to snag that free audio training. Hit pause, get your hands on it, and start simplifying the content creation process. And then, of course, you can jump right back into this amazing episode. All right, first question is, what is your favorite way to drink your coffee? And all I do is I put a ton of creamer in it. I really like the Silk Almond Creamer, the sweet and creamy one, although their pumpkin spice version, if you can find it in the fall, is phenomenal. 
too. But I just like a ton of creamer. I like it sweet. I want to be able to still taste the coffee. Like I don't want it to be just straight creamer. But if you're talking a scale of one to eight and, you know, one is all creamer and eight is black, I'm at like a three probably. Maybe a three and a half or a four. But I like a lot of creamer. But let's say it's, you know, pumpkin spice season. I have to ask for half the syrup for a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks because that's too sweet. So that was a really long explanation for no reason. Uh, the next question, it's attached to this one, but it's Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks and st- Starbucks all the time. My sister would probably fight me over that because she's all about Dunkin' Donuts, but Starbucks for me, for sure. I don't think Dunkin's very good. Um, the next question, sweets versus savory snacks. There's a lot of food questions in here. I'm just not realizing. Um, I am actually not ironically because i just told you how sweet i like my coffee i'm really not a sweets person i love salty food if i'm eating chocolate i wanted to have salt on it my favorite snack is salt and vinegar chips like all all the salty food savory fatty all that stuff for sure what is your biz vision for the remainder of 2020 this is hard because (laughs) it's always changing especially this year with everything that's going on when i created my plans for 2020 originally, I literally would never have predicted any of the stuff that I had planned for this year or that has happened in my business, let alone coronavirus and all of that. And because of that, I don't have any crazy firm plans. I Basically, I've got four goals for 2020 for my business. The first is to build a firm foundation. And that really just means getting all of my LinkedIn and everything kind of set up and running again post pivot. And there's still a few things I need to do for that. The second is to grow a community. And part of that is just getting this podcast out weekly. Part of that is my coffee in conversations chat that I do every Thursday that I'll link to. You can come join me. We hop on Zoom. We have coffee. We just hang out. Talk life, business, whatever it is. That's part of it. And just showing up on stories too is another one. Just showing up for you guys and creating a sense of community. I don't want this space to feel so lonely. That's the whole premise of this podcast, right? Is that entrepreneurship doesn't have to be lonely. And so I really feel passionate about creating a community around what I'm doing. And then I got my revenue goal because it is a business. This isn't a hobby, so that's important. And then the last one is just to launch my mini course, Content Batching 101. So really simple. Actually, as you're listening to this, that's already been launched. It launched the week before for founding students and it'll launch again in September 2020 of this year. That is uh those are really my only my only goals for the business right now. That's my big vision and my hope is to just, you know, keep growing, keep growing that community and serve my clients really well. Tips for beginner entrepreneurs. Mm, I could make a whole podcast episode out of this. But if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would be to not put so much pressure on myself to make money. And I know you start a business, not a hobby, that it's important to make money. Revenue is important. But I also don't think that it's healthy to hold on to it so tightly right at the beginning because like any business, it's going to take some time for the revenue to start to be happening. You have to grow an audience. You have to grow a community, right? And unless you are qualifying yourself as a beginner entrepreneur, but you've been building an audience for years, Unless that's the case, it's going to be, it's going to take some time. You can't just jump in and make money right away. You're going to have to build up your credibility and your authority and things like that. So I think my biggest tip is just don't hold so tightly to that. 
and recognize that it's going to take some time. And the next question is, if you were invited to a kindergarten class and could teach them one thing about managing time to hopefully take with them through their lives, what would it be? This is actually a good one because I taught <laughs> preschool, actually, before starting my business. Let's see, one thing about managing your time for a kindergartner. I think it would really all come down to perfectionism, which, which is kind of quasi-managing your time, but something that I saw over and over again in my preschool classroom that my preschoolers struggled with and that I see over and over in the business world, actually, is perfectionism. And what I was trying to always impress on my preschoolers, I literally said this all the time. I said, we don't have to be perfect at preschool because my students would sit there and they would get frustrated with themselves and they wouldn't move forward. And they would just keep doing the same thing over and over again, trying to make it perfect. I don't know if any of that sounds familiar to you, but all that's a huge waste of time. And we have to make mistakes in order to grow. And so kind of quasi time management, but it does have to do with time because it's a waste of time to be a perfectionist and to be so worried about perfection. And it's actually kind of funny because Russell, when I start, because I'm a recovering perfectionist for sure, when I start acting perfectionistic, Russell will repeat back to me, we don't have to be perfect at preschool. So that's definitely, <laughs> definitely related. Uh, what is your absolute favorite part of what you do? Growing that community and getting to serve y'all and get to know y'all, that is just for me, you know, it's what I feel called to do. It's where I I just feel so blessed to be able to get to know y'all and get to get to, to help you. I love getting messages on Instagram and Facebook where y'all have gone through my free audio training on quicker content creation and it's changed your the way you're creating your content or you're seeing one of my mini trainings on Instagram and it's just set off this light bulb for you. Like that to me is so gratifying because I know that I am helping your business move forward and I'm serving you in that way. And so I love doing that. My darling husband asked, Gouda Mac or duck fat fries? That's that's a rude question. Um, probably duck fat fries, which sounds gross, I know, but they're phenomenal. If you are in Charleston, you hit up Tavern and Table over in Shim Creek, Mount Pleasant area and go get their duck fat fries because they're phenomenal. Johanna asked, I'd love to know how you anchor cleaning your house into your schedule. So there are kind of two ways to do this and it depends on how much time you have and how big your house is. If you, let's say you only work part-time and maybe you don't work at all on Fridays, you could potentially clean your entire house in one day, which this is what I used to do when we lived in Washington and our house was three times smaller than it is now. I would clean the entire house top to bottom on Fridays so that we could enjoy a clean house all weekend. I love doing it that way. I prefer doing it that way. That makes me much happier. But now our house is three times bigger than it was and I'm working every day even though I have a half day on Fridays typically. It it's still just the time doesn't work. It doesn't work that way for me anymore. So I have to split it up by day. And so I do just a task or two each day. And I don't love it, to be honest, but that's what's working for me right now. But if that's what you're doing, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you are doing the same, like every Monday, you want to do the same task or the same two tasks. You don't want to just like pick and choose or wait until something's dirty set routines up. So on Mondays, I clean all the mirrors and I dust. Every single Monday, I know I'm going to do those two things. Now, does that mean that I do every cleaning task every single week? No. 
maybe two tasks is too much for you. So maybe you want to do one task every other day. You could break your schedule up into two weeks and then you're doing things bi-weekly or maybe there are some things you want to do every week but some things you want to do bi-weekly. There are a lot of different ways that you can break that up and split that apart but you want to make sure that it's anchored into your routines and that it is a set routine and not just pulling cleaning activities out of thin air or just waiting until it has to happen. Next question is favorite Disney princess. So this is hard for me. I actually, I have two favorites and I just cannot choose. And so what I like to say is I like to say Cinderella is my favorite classic princess because she's one of the originals. And Tiana is my favorite modern princess because, you know, she's one of the newer princesses. I just can't choose between those two. I love them both so much. I love both of the movies so much. I cannot tell you how excited I am that Splash Mountain is going to be Princess and the Frog because Princess and the Frog is one of the most underrated Disney movies and I could go on and on about that, but those are my favorite Disney princesses. What is the first time management habit you recommend implementing? So the first thing I would recommend is setting up a system to brain dump and to capture those brain dumps. I really love Trello for this. I put all of my business ideas into Trello. I have a board specifically for like personal life and household management where if there's something that I want to do or I need to do or I know that one day I need to get to but now is not the time like painting different doors in the house or something like that. I want I brain dump all of it into these boards so that they're no longer swimming around in my mind. They're not cluttering up my mind and I can think easier. Brain dumping simplifies your mental clutter so much and that's just it's really hard to get anything else organized in your life if your head is mentally cluttered. And then this last question is one that I thought was super sweet. Is your glaucoma stable at the moment? What treatments are you doing? So yes, it is very stable. For those of you that didn't know, I have glaucoma, which is where your peripheral vision goes out and you start slowly going blind from the outside in basically. We caught mine very, very, very early, thankfully, because I listened to my body and I knew something was wrong and I kept pushing back. But I literally went to the eye doctor year after year after year saying something wasn't right and they totally ignored me even though my eye pressure was high which is typically a big red flag that you have glaucoma anyways kept pushing back realized i had glaucoma got officially diagnosed thank goodness and so i haven't actually lost any vision even though i do have damage to the nerve what it is is that the the nerve that connects your eye and your brain it becomes damaged. It's not reversible. Once it's damaged, it will start, your peripheral vision will start going out. I have damage on that nerve, but I haven't lost any peripheral vision yet. The only treatment that I'm doing is I have eye drops that I have to put in once a night right before bed. And it's super simple. I don't have to worry about anything too much yet. I imagine that as I get older, I'll have to do more and more drops. I know that my grandfather takes drops three different times a day and it just depends on how severe it is. So for now it's stable for now i'm very very grateful and thankful and love my eye doctor now the one that i that actually finally diagnosed me that i've been seeing since we moved and he's just phenomenal so yeah it's good all right and those were all 11 questions if you have any more fun questions for me i'm an open book i'm happy to answer just head on over to instagram and shoot me a dm and uh yeah this week's book recommendation is one of my favorites it's gone with the wind by margaret mitchell And if you have not read that one, but you're curious, I will link to it in the show notes. And until next time, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. 
this is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.